Welcome to week number 171 of the Two Guys in a Friday's podcast. My name is Steven. That over there is Travis. Happy holidays, Steve. Yeah. Happy holidays to you, too. Um, Happy holidays. We've got a big show for you. We've got an interview coming up big today. Uh, we'll get into that in just a second. Before we do, thanks to Megan. Or Megan, is that right? Megan <laughs> well, thanks to Megan, for sure. We should have gotten her to do it. We should make that a thing. To get the guest right. to sing the song? You think people will do it? No. Depends. I think she would have. Think I think there would. are guests we have that would not have done it. But um, Thanks to Jen for the theme song this week. Thanks, Jen. Appreciate uh, it, Jen. TGIFcast at gmail.com. That's the way to send in your own theme songs. Follow us on all social media at TGIFcast. And uh, before we get into our interview this week, we do still like to see what was going on in the world 30 years ago. Now, this was a rerun week on TGIF, so no new episodes, but... TGIF would have aired, still reruns, but when would this have been in 92? Christmas Day, December 25th, 1992, our gift to the world. All right, so looking back at what happened that week, uh, it was Christmas in 1992. That's our new story, I guess. It was Christmas. Um, also, Slobodan Milosevic was reelected the president of Serbia. I feel yeah, like he did yeah. good things and bad things. So you're wrong. Only um, bad things? I mean, he's in the he's in the Hague as a war criminal, or he was. I don't know. He, I don't know if he's still alive, but um, he's one of the like worst people in the nineties. Yeah, of, I read some stuff. In the history of like he did a lot of bad humanity. things, but he also like made some changes in Serbia that are like still yeah, pretty important. I don't that's know. like that's almost that's borderline. Like Hitler wasn't a bad guy. So I mean, ask Kanye West. Yeah, well, maybe we don't have to ask. He'll tell us. Um. All right. So yeah, that's all I got for news. It was Christmas. <laughs> Okay. Uh, no real changes here. Whitney Houston um, is still number one with I Will Always Love You. And A Few Good Men, that, that's also going to end the year with us. So uh, A Few Good Men, number one movie. We do have a birthday, though. You Can't Handle you the Truth. Is that that movie? It is that movie. You want the truth? You can't handle the truth. Yeah, that's uh, Jack Nicholson. Yep. Uh, Not the golfer, Jamie, the actor. Uh, dude, when I was a kid, like it's seriously, it's still, I have to do the whole thing in my head, like Nicholas, Daniel's son. It's a whole thing. Um, happy birthday, Jamie Foxworth, who was Judy on Family Matters. The 17th was her birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I do also want to give like another birthday, and I meant to do this during the interview. Well, let's, let, well, I'll, I'll do it at the end. We'll do it. We'll do it in the outro. At the I'll end, the, we'll, you sure? You want to do we'll it? Do, we'll do the special birthday. Yeah, we'll do a special birthday at the end. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we talked to her a couple weeks ago. It made sense to air it now because TGIF was in reruns. Uh, reruns. She reruns. played uh, Melissa Wilder. It's her last name, right? In the show. Yeah, she's yeah, a Wilder. Wilder. She played. Yeah, Wilder. Mo- she played Melissa Wilder in Camp Wilder. We are so happy to have her on. Uh, this so, is our interview with Megan Haldeman, who uh, was qu- quite the delight. Quite. Megan. Hello. Hi. Hey. Can you hear us all right? I can. Can awesome. you guys hear me? Yeah. Perfect. Very great. Cool. Yeah. I'm in my nine-year-old daughter's room with a dog, so we'll see. <laughs> that dog was perfectly timed. It jumped yeah. up as soon as you said, with a dog. He did. He did. He got excited. Nothing's exciting going to happen for him, though. So, <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for doing this, you guys. Yeah, yeah so welcome. Fun. Thank you. Were you yeah. were you surprised when you got an interview request to do something about Camp Wilder? Totally. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, 
I was thinking about it's not like it, it's not like it's a secret. It's just it's so long ago, you know, and like I, I felt a little bit like I was in like witness protection and you guys like found me and I was like, whoa, <laughs> uh, OK. And then I was talking to my husband. And I was like, actually, I really love that show. It'd be super fun to talk about it because when else would I get to talk about it? So I'm happy. It's cool. How did you guys get the idea for the podcast? Like what? Like, so very specific, which I'm into. Yeah. So I was, I was just, I've always wanted to do this. I told Steve, I was like, you know, I've always wanted to do a podcast where I watched TGIF as it aired, like perfectly, you know, so whatever shows came on that week, watch those shows and then talk about them. And we were coming back from, I think there's a little bit of discrepancy on how, where we were, how, like when this actually gelled together, but I was like, let's do this. And he's like, okay. And then I, we I think at the, the whole, date. yeah, that, that's the whole the, thing. Like we it, looked at the date and it was the 30th anniversary of TGIF about to start. So we're like, well, if we're going to do it, this is, this is the time to do it. So we've just been watching 30 years later, all of the shows that have come on TGIF as they, as they would have aired 30 years ago. So it just happened to work out. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, yeah, and do do you did you watch TJF like? Oh, yeah, 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 of course, of course. You did. Okay, did you right. watch TJF? Um, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, like before yeah. you were on it. I mean, did you? It was a huge thing going on. Were you? Did you watch yeah. it yourself? Did you like partake in the phenomenon? Yeah, I mean, sort sort of sort because oh. I was aware of it because at that time like the child actor community was like was like tiny mm -hmm. so you know you'd go out on audition and you'd see a lot of the people who were on TJF and i was actually it was funny i was looking over at your your list of podcasts and i saw that you guys had angela watson and i was like oh i was like we were in an acting class together <laughs> another dude from step by step was in that acting class and so it was it was like a strange little community that we all we all kind right. of I mean, that's no, that's no news. I mean, you guys seem like kid nine. I mean, it's, that's like how it was. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So more than watching the shows, we kind of knew who each other were. We always like bumping up against one another. Very cool. Yeah. So mm -hmm. are you excited when the call came and you were, it was time to be a part of TGIF? <laughs> um, they didn't. So the show, I, I had done a, I had done a pilot um, that season. And the, the pilot was produced by the same, um, creator as Camp Wilder. Mm -hmm. And his name is Matthew Carlson. And he, he went on to do like Malcolm in the middle. And he's just like a gem of a human. Like he was just like a really good dude and like wrote stuff about kids that was actually kind of smart and about the secret life of kids. Like he was like mm -hmm. a cool guy. So he had written this pilot that I, and it was the first pilot I'd ever done. And it didn't get picked up, but he had another pilot, which was Camp Wilder. And Camp Wilder um, at the time didn't have a character my age, but the mm. people, the network was like, you know what? We're going to pick this show up, but we're going to add a character. And Matthew was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to move Megan over. And I had no idea that it was going to be, you know, slated for TGIF at the time. I was just like, ooh, I get to <laughs> be on the show. Like, that's cool. Um, so I don't think we actually found out that it was going to be in the lineup after dinosaurs, um, until like, <laughs> probably until like the late fall. I think that's when they announced the okay. lineup. Yeah. I don't think they announced the lineups until back then. They didn't announce them until like late summer. So, so literally last minute you found out. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The pilot, was that called Camp Bicknell? Is that a different thing? Or like, did, when did the change happen? They're like, all right, we're going to take out two of our main characters, bring these other two in named Jerry O'Connell and uh, 
Mary, Mary Paige, Paige Keller, Keller, and then uh, we'll keep the rest of the kids, but then we're going to change the name too. Is that kind of how it happened? Yeah, that's yeah. totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Camp Bicknell. I don't know if Matthew lived in Venice Beach, but Bicknell is a name of a place like mm. in Venice. It's a name of a street and it's those like craftsman bungalow style. Yeah. You know, super. Yeah. Like super yeah. L.A., Southern California. And um, and that's he he based it off of that street. And so like all the exteriors are from that street. And then I think. I don't know. I think the network was like the name Bicknell's weird, dude. Like <laughs> you gotta change it. <laughs> and I think he he was like, all right. So then they just changed it to the name of the family, um, which is not the name of a street that we lived on. But um, but yeah, that's how it worked. I was trying to remember if Jerry had been added. I was walking my dog this morning. I was like, did Jerry also come on the show? And he did. Yeah, he was late ad too. Thank you. Like him and Tina, and I think yeah, and Mary Page were all kind of new from onto the onto the actual broadcast and the pilot, right? Is that yes. Something right? Yeah. Yes. Yes, that's right. But I don't remember if they maybe you guys know if they were parts that they replaced or if they were just added. I know my character it was It looks just like, like parts were placed you know? to me is what I was kind of picking up. Like there were other yeah. there were other actors playing their roles in the pilot. Yeah, because there well, I don't think there was a Sophie. I think it was just a Brody. Brody and Ricky were other actors, actresses, and then there's. I think there was a another younger child, but it was it was that went Lucy, not Sophie. But yes, yes, that's right. Did you guys get your hands on the actual pilot? I'm so no, we don't have the pilot. No, we don't. But we have IMDb, and it's really helpful. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we're pulling it from. But um, we got the rest of the show, and it's been fun. It's been really fun to go back and watch. So we were a little worried about it at the beginning. I'm not going to lie. Like the first couple episodes, you're like, are we going to like this show? I'm not sure. It's a whole like we had just finished watching all of Baby Talk with Mary Page Keller. And we're like, is this just going to be another like Mary Page Keller show? We're like, we were worried that it was just going to be just about her. But then I feel like episode three, episode four, they really started going like, all right, we're going to talk about this kid this episode and like have a story with this kid this episode. And then that's when we fought, felt like it got pretty good. Like we, we were into it at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel I I've listened to a couple of um, of your recaps and it's it's interesting because you guys totally pick up on it. I mean, I think and I want to know if you guys think the same thing. I, I feel like tonally they were picking up on this like new culture shift of like kids moving into the grunge thing. Like mm -hmm. there was definitely it definitely felt a little bit like edgier than I feel like step by step or anything yeah. like, you know, and um. And I was like, oh, they were really trying. Like, they were really trying to, like, do something other than, like, a Pat sitcom. I, and well, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe that's why I got canceled. I don't know. Well, so it's funny you say that because we watch, we've seen a lot of, what, what ABC used to do during the summer for TGIF was show these, the pilots that they filmed that didn't get picked up. And a lot of them are the same kind of premise of, uh, like, young adult, like, you know, older brother, older sibling, older cousin who has to now take care of an entire family. And it just doesn't work because the older sibling, other older person is kind of just overbearing. I don't know. It's not like what I think Camp Water went into, which is kind of the kids all working together to have this, mm. you know, family unit as opposed to there being just constant conflict between everybody. And that's what I love about Camp Water is it's about the kids making it a family as opposed to Mary Page Keller just being a mom again. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think that's really true. There is there's like a sweetness about it that I think is that comes through um, for sure. And I also think that just like 
Mary Page Keller probably was bait and switched a bit. I feel like they, she probably signed on thinking it was going to be her show, uh-huh. kind of like Courtney Cox friend style. And then it just sort of like shifted <laughs> to an ensemble thing, which makes sense because like they hired such good actors. Like they got so lucky. Like they didn't even know how lucky they got. Like they, like that's the kind of thing where they bought a lottery ticket that if you look 10 years like into the future, they had no idea kind of who they had signed up for that show. So I know, I know it's, 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 I think it's kind of remarkable actually. I mean, Matthew, that doesn't surprise me because I think he's a gem and I think he can, he's got a good eye for talent, but. But even then you all were getting nominated for, for acting awards as children and for those kind of those young artist awards and whatnot. So. I mean. Does that not count? I don't know. It's an award. It's not, you know, Hillary Swank and million dollar baby, but it's. (laughs) Those things are like. I mean, honestly, like, I think I was more excited about getting, like, you know, the participation trophy for, like, <laughs> like it was. Fair enough. Fair enough. You didn't get to go to some great award shows, some big party and, and hang out with everybody. Yeah. So there's this, um, there's this, like, super rundown, crazy, um, like, motorhome motel in the Valley called the Sportsman's Lodge. And the Sportsman's Lodge has like fountains that are so electric blue because they've pumped them full of whatever to kill all the algae. Like they're just so gross. And you go and <laughs> and they've rented out this like musty banquet room and they just pack it full of all of these like, you know, sad kid actors and their parents. <laughs> and then you and then, you know, and then you go up and you like accept it. And then, you know, you go into the bathroom and there's like Moesha and you're like, hey, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not glamorous. It feels very much like, you know, a machine. It feels like everybody's just trying to like, you know, get exposure because Fair back enough. then it was like pre-internet, you know, you would just yeah. anything to get into Teen Beat was really like what you were doing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but yeah, but yeah, that was the Youth and Film Awards. The Yiffas. That's a good acronym, the Yiffas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what that looked like. But um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, like Jerry, I was trying to think like where Jerry was at that point, because I think he was at a really, he was at such an interesting point in his career because he was like the most seasoned of everybody. I mean, he was, you know, beloved for... Um, Stand by me. Um. And he had, I think he had dropped out of NYU to come do the show. I think, yeah, he was, he was in college and he, um, and he was, you know, he'd like transformed himself. He was like on the fencing team. Like he was just like, like kind of a specimen. (laughs) And I think he, he was really good. He was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to come back and I'm not going to be in this, you know, this hole of like this pigeonhole of like, I'm the kind of the doughy kid from stand by me. I'm going to be mm. something different. And so for him, I think the stakes were kind of high, but he had this like career. Um, so I think he was probably the most like experienced and, and the least green of all of us, I think. Do you remember what so it was like before is what I'm saying? Yeah. Hmm? Do you remember what it was like being like a young teenager and finding out, hey, I just signed on to a sitcom. Like, I'm going to be on TV every week. Like, do you remember that feeling? Like, what it was like? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was great. Um, I 
mean, middle school sucks. So, you know, I like didn't have to go to middle school. So um, that was great. And, you know, for, for me personally, like I, I wasn't in the position where my family had like uprooted us from someplace else and moved here. And it was all riding on, on whether or not I worked. Um, my dad was an actor and I was like, this looks really fun. Like, you know, he'd pick me up after school and like, I'd have to go with him on auditions and I'd sit there and I was like, this is kind of cool. Um, I want to try this. And so he did. And then once I kind of got the bug of it, I think, um, yeah, I, I wanted to work. So, so landing at that point, like landing like a sitcom, cause it was sort of the golden age of sitcoms yeah. was a, a big deal, even though ours was like, I mean, I don't even think we ever broke into the 80s, like the, like out of the 90s of like the rankings. No one watched it, but it was it was super exciting. Um, you know, you get to like, you know, you have like a job, you have like a place to be. And and you, you only have to go to school like, I don't know, 20 minutes a day. Like it was great. So <laughs> it was super fun. Um, yeah. And and that. Yeah. I mean, being being that age too, like you're ready to not be around your parents all the time. So I had all of these like, you know, cool pseudo older siblings that were, I was hanging out with super fun. So you went for, so that wasn't your only TGIF, right? Cause you also were on step-by-step. Step. So or not step-by-step, step, I'm sorry, Boy Meets World, drawing an episode of Boy Meets World, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that at all? I do remember that. Yeah. Um, that's the one that that people most often um recognize me from because i think people love that show like oh yeah sure people are really into that show um that i had i had auditioned for you know so many girl parts on that show over the years um and i was in college at that point and i came back and um nyu was like i was at nyu and they were like you can't you can't audition during the year. And I was like, well, this place is so expensive. Like, how am I going to pay for anything? So I called my agent. I was like, I got to, I got to, I got to get a job. And he was like, all right, just come back and audition for this Boy Meets World part. And I was like, okay. So, um, so I went in and I, and I auditioned for it. And of course it was for like this really, like, it's just for this part that was so annoying. It was like a young actor part. Like she's like in acting school mm -hmm. and she's noxious and I was like, I know how to play this part because I'm in acting school. <laughs> and, um, and it was just like, yeah. yeah. So that part. And then I, I think I had to make out with like two out of the three main guys on the show, which I was like, OK, uh, let's do that, too. Um, but they were different. I mean, they were, you know, it was Matthew Lawrence and it was um, Ryder Strong. And I mean, you guys know the names better than I do. And then, of course, Ben Savage. Mm -hmm. And all of them, like, you know, in the, in the status of, of kid actors, like they were, they were very like established. Their like, cover they, of team beat at that point. At that point. Yeah. Oh yeah. They were. Yes. Yes. They were a cover story for sure. Um, so, you know, um, they were all like, so I don't know. They were so seasoned. They were just like little, they were just like little corporations. Like they know exactly how to function, you know? Yeah. Um, but that show was, I mean, they were fun. They were really nice. They were really, Topanga was so nice. I can't remember her name, but she's like, she was such a sweet person. Was that on the same lot as, as uh, Camp Wilder? 
Um, no, that one was on, I think they shot that on Disney, um, okay. which is out in Burbank. Mm-hmm. Um, and our show was shot at this, like, I don't even know if it exists anymore. It's it's called Prospect Studios. And it's like a tiny little lot out in the middle of, I think, Silver Lake. Um, and I, I think the only other show that shot there was America's Honey, Funniest Home Videos with Bob Saget. Nice. Yeah. He'd pull up in his his limo Friday nights in the film. <laughs> yeah. So with uh with Camp Wilder, um it ended up being 19 episodes. Like how did they order the show? Like was it like six episodes that you did at the beginning and then they were like, "All right, we want some more?" or did you guys film a whole bunch all at once or do you do you remember the ordering process and like when you found out there was going to be more episodes? Yeah. Um they they usually order back then they would order um 13 that was usually like standard which would which would have been one half of a 26 episode season maybe less because they would take off a couple weeks for the holidays so maybe it was like a 24 season i I can't quite remember um so i I don't remember when the second they call it the back half i think it's it was over christmas and i think they only picked us up for like six six or seven and um which is never a good sign and um and it was at that point you guys i don't know if you've gotten to it yet but they did start to shift i think they were just trying to figure out who they could get to watch the show and they started actually doing more episodes about the kid that's when you really see them doing more episodes about the kids like i think the last six episodes like i'm in it a lot more um because i think they were like oh you know 12 year old 13 year old girls are home on a friday night like you know teenagers are really not so um yeah so i think that's that's when i i think i think so i think january was when we got the second half and we started doing those episodes yeah we filmed march i think the 9 30 slot's tough on tgif because i mean i remember watching it as a kid like my bedtime, like I got to watch the nine o'clock and then like I usually had to go to bed for the nine thirty show. Right. Like, I didn't get to stay up for that. So I missed a lot. I missed I don't remember Camp Wilder at all. I don't I don't know how old I was. I think I'm like a few years younger than you are, maybe like three years or something like that. But I didn't watch a lot of Perfect Strangers. That was nine o'clock, right? Well, no, so you had the first one was just the ten of us. And I, I mean that was I didn't watch a lot of just the ten of us, and that was another show that really took a lot of time to find its footing because I think like you said, they were trying to figure out what that audience was at that time on a Friday night. So like just the 10 of us, and then you had going places, baby talk, all shows that really struggled to figure out how to connect. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as, as a young person, I wasn't really thinking about it like that, sure. but I think I, I'd be very curious to know like what the demographics were, like who, who was, because also dinosaurs is, I mean. It's such a tricky show. Great. But it's such a tricky show. Like you're either really into it or you're like, what is happening? Yeah. Um, or you're like me back then and you just are only there for the baby and that's it. Like, let, let me see the baby hit the dad on the head with a frying pan. I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's a, it is. It's such a different show now than it was 30 years ago because we're adults. And that's the kind of weirdness that you were that was leading into you guys at 930. So. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So you wait. So dinosaurs would put you to bed. You'd like watch dinosaurs and you'd be like, I'm good. And you'd go to sleep. That was kind of your. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if dinosaurs was like more of a male audience. And I think Camp Wilder probably skewed more female. 
and ever, you know, so it was a hard lead in. The, yeah, the- I mean, they focus. I, I think the focus right now, when the kid, your your character has had a couple shows, but mostly Brody seems to be the focus of kind of this front half when it comes to the kids, which makes sense. He's the oldest, right? Um, and that way, you get a little bit more Dorfman, which is just gold every time he comes on screen. But yeah, so I guess you're so you're saying the second half though. What we have to look forward to is more of kind of I guess you and and is there much with Sophie at that point or? You know, they never really. They they didn't go there that much, yeah. probably because you know every anybody She's watching sorry. was like, why do I don't want to watch about a seven year old? Um, right. But which is a shame because she I mean, talk about somebody who's like super talented even at that age she was so good. Um, but yeah, they they started shifting and that I mean the one that really stands out they they would actually connect my character to the older kids, which is what you were saying earlier, which is like, it really became about everybody coming together. Mm-hmm. And so there's like some episode where it's like, I get hooked on diet pills and it becomes this like whole, you know, just, you know, conversation in the way that yeah. TGF could have a conversation about body image and, you know, standards about what was considered acceptable for girls and women and you know it's like beth and margaret and mary page and i all like in a bathroom next to a scale like like i think that's how the episode ends <laughs> right you know um so um they were still using the other characters and it was still very much about those relationships but i think that they were like well i think we should probably we're going to just throw anything at the wall let's see if care storylines about melissa work yeah, I mean, they touch on a lot of those serious, me- like, story points that that, t- like you said, TJF is kind of known for. When you've got the, you know, the homeless episode with AJ Langer as the guest star, and then kind of the episode that deals a lot with Melissa and what is assumed to be like her period, and how that kind of conversation goes. Obviously, it turned out to be different, but like, yeah, they they touch on a lot of those topics that are that were, I don't know, harder to, harder to talk about, I guess, back then. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I mean, you know, like whose agenda that was, and I don't know how much pushback there was for the network or if there were people who were like, no, you know, we need to start having these conversations if we're going to stay relevant. What, I don't know how that, you know, unfolded because I was 13 and like just eating red vines at the craft service table. Like I didn't really know like what was happening that way, but I did, I did feel it. Like I did, it didn't, you know, it didn't feel like step by step, which was so, you know, like really comfortable. Like they just really stayed in a certain comfort zone yeah, to their yeah, benefit. For the most part, yeah. were hugely successful, you know, whereas yeah, absolutely. they were like, all right, I'm going to yank this thing off the air. Shame. When you mentioned earlier <laughs> about um, ordering like just six episodes for the back half, did everyone, was everyone kind of preparing like that was the end of it or like did people see it coming at that point? Yeah, I mean, people, yeah. we knew the ratings were so poor. Um, the ratings were so poor that they everyone pretty much knew. Um, and and I think the big metric, I mean, the, the metric that we looked at, at least that I absorbed as a 13 year old was the drop off. So like if Dinosaurs was at like a 60 in the ratings, because there were only like, you know, a certain number of shows. And so you could actually track how many people were watching them and then put them in a list come out in the LA times like each week um and dinosaurs would be like at a certain number and then we would have dropped like way lower which meant that people were just turning it off Mm -hmm. we're going to sleep 
I so feel like could, I feel like if your, if you guys were around during DVR, it would have been completely different. Like p- the people that would be going to bed at nine thirty would be the, also the people that would record it and watch it the next morning when they woke up. Yeah, I w- I wonder. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Um, I mean, I could see me doing that for sure. <laughs> have Have you gone back and watched it as an adult recently, or? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. That's a great. I mean. I don't know what your memory. Did you watch it when you when when it came on when you were on it when you were a kid? Um, well, I remember. You know, I wa- I I listened and watched to Angela um, her interview because it was just like such a bizarre thing to be like, oh my god, I totally know her and I have not thought about her in thirty years. And I was like, I want to hear like what's going on with her. Um, and so when when she was talking about how the schedule worked that TJF would was on when we were filming, right? So we would. Sometimes if your episode, like if I was late in an episode and I didn't have a lot to do, you'd run up in between scenes up into your dressing room, which was in our studio, it was like on the second or third floor. And so you run upstairs and like you could watch a little bit of your show while you were still filming. And then you'd have to like run back downstairs and like, hmm. you know, through your queue and then, you, you know, so. So you've never uh, seen it. Uh, <laughs> I've seen some of them. I've seen I've seen some of them. I mean, it's a great it's a really good show. And like to, Steve, to Steve's point, like it is the kind of show I think that if people weren't 12 and had to go to sleep would have probably been really excited to watch or if they had the ability to watch it the next day would have would have you know taken that opportunity. But Aww. it's a good show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to, to Matthew Carlson's credit, like, you know, he he's a good he's a good writer. Yeah. Yeah. Was um. It- Let's see. Was it hard on you as like a young teenager when you finally found out that it wasn't going to be picked up? Or like you said, with the six episodes being ordered, like, did you have time to prepare for that moment when they officially made that announcement? Yeah, it was it was sad. I was really sad. Um, I was I was thinking about it and I was like, why did I really like why was that show the one that like I have like the most tender spot for because I was on a bunch of other shows that were also canceled after a year but um that you know that one i think it was my first show it was my like my series um so everything was like new and super fun and um nobody else in the cast was my age um and so i think because of that they all kind of took me under their wing and it was very sweet. Like they were all like, you know, one, you know, one lunch I'd spend in Hillary's dressing room and she would talk to me about like being a vegetarian. And she had like a parrot that she brought with her every day to the set. <laughs> parrots. And then I'd hang out with Margaret and Margaret would talk to me about like the patriarchy. And I'd be like, yeah. Right. <laughs> and then I'd go and hang out with Jerry and Jerry'd be like, you need to listen to this music. You know, and he gave me like my first CD I ever had. He gave me Arrested Development. And I was like, this is dope. And um, and then Jay, Jay was always a reflection, I think, of like how brutal the industry was because he'd been kicking around for a while. So he would sometimes hang out with me, but he was more like <laughs> he was hustling. <laughs> like he was working really hard yeah. at that point. Um, and Mary Page, like. You know, she would yell at me if I brushed my hair too hard. She'd be like, you're going to break all your hair off. And <laughs> um, and then like, and Tina, Tina, Tina has this beautiful singing voice. And every Friday before every taping, she would go in her dressing room and she would ask me to come with her and we'd sit. And the dressing rooms are like, they're tiny. They're like 
six feet by maybe 12 feet. And we'd sit there on the little couch and she'd sing. She'd sing just for me before the show. And it was so sweet. So like, it, it was kind of like having like, honestly, I mean, it's ironic that it's called Camp Wilder, but it was kind of like being in summer camp for like mm-hmm. a year and then being like, oh my God, the camp burned down. <laughs> you don't get to go back, you know? Uh, so yeah. I was sad, for sure. For sure, I loved those people. It seems like you jumped in those other two shows, though, right after pretty quick. Um, the uh, Hearts of the West and the Home Court. Like, it was like back to back to back. It seemed like as long as far as uh, dates go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I wanted to keep working for sure. Um, uh, I mean, every when you're working back then, you make you made so much more money being on shows than you do now. Like my sister's a producer and a TV writer and and it's just the way that the SAG pay scale has moved versus then, I mean, you were set. Like if you got a show, like you were making a a legitimately a good amount of money. And so, you know, all the people who are attached to you are making really good money. So like your agents, like, we're going to keep, we're going to keep you working. I mean, and, and my family was, you know, my mom's a nurse, my dad's an actor. It was, we lived in a working class neighborhood. Like we didn't have any money. And so um, I had, started going to a private school because my school district was pretty shitty um and i was like oh, well i'm not gonna be able to go back to the school that i've been going to if i don't I make any money so then i was like well i gotta start working again so there was an incentive there to continue to pay for my school um which was ironic too because like then i never went to the school that i was paying for but um but yeah so i jumped into hearts of the west which was a weird show too um and it's different. I was 14 turning 15. And then something happens in the business when you're like 15, 16, you know, all of a sudden the skirts get shorter and the shirts get tighter and it's not as it's, it's different what they want from you. So mm-hmm. those shows felt a little less, um, those shows and it's just what they weren't as the character wasn't as cool. You know, Melissa was like kind of a fun, you know, she was like, Kind of, I don't know. She's kind of tough. Yeah, she's, a little, she's definitely she's a little the, little the tough one of the cast for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was interesting, whereas the other ones were just like, okay, here's you know. Yeah. yeah. So, who out of all of the amazing guest stars you had, who's your favorite? Well, have you gotten to the Jared Leto episode yet? We haven't. We know about well, it. We, we didn't. We didn't want to assume that he was the the favorite. I mean, you had a lot of great people. <laughs> Did you see her eyes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there were a lot of great people for yeah. for sure. There's there were so many good good actors who came on for sure. But like, I mean, I was thirteen. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's pre Jordan Catalano. I didn't know that he. Obviously, we haven't seen the episodes yet, but I guess he was just always a heartthrob, huh? Um. Well, I don't know if it was. You guys probably know, but he. I don't know if it was his first job, his second job. I mean, he was brand it was, new. Yeah, early. It was like super early. So, um, so the way it would work back then is you. This, the script is delivered to your house. Like a PA brings it at like mm-hmm. 10 o'clock at night on a Friday. These poor fucking people. I don't even know. So you, so then you read, you look at the list of people who've been cast and there's no internet. So you're like, you either know the name or you don't know yeah. the name. So you, know, you read the episode and I'm like, Ooh, like Hillary's got a love interest and she's a babe. So like, they're going to make him a babe probably. Um, and, and, but I didn't know his name. So 
it's been said before, but I think it bears repeating that being a guest star on a show that's already up and running is really hard. It's mm-hmm. like it's like being like a substitute teacher yeah. or like like going to a new school. Like you're just like thrown into it. So it's it is a little bit of a spectator sport to come in Monday morning to the studio and sit around the table read and be like, all right, who's who's coming in? Um and I don't know the name of the role that he played, but so Jared Leto walks in and he's wearing it's 1990, whatever, three, and he's wearing like full like cross colors, like <laughs> like these like heavy denim, like color-blocked jeans, like one leg's like br- primary yellow and the other one's like blue. And he's wearing this like tiny tank top that we all wore that, you know, you buy like a three pack from JCPenney. And uh-huh. wearing- oh, I thought you were saying that we all traded around Jared Leto's tank top and we all started wearing it. Just like smell it. No, <laughs> no. Um, I mean, was this for the character? Did he, did he, did he wear this in anticipation of the table read? Did he like, this is, this is how I envisioned the character who I'm looking on IMDb Dexter webinar was his name, but his name Dexter. Yeah. Is that how he envisioned the character? Or was this just how Jared Leto dressed back in 92? It felt like, I mean, maybe the tank top because he was playing the part of a mechanic. Okay. Maybe that was a character choice. I don't know. Maybe it was just like a hip hop loving mechanic. It's possible. Sure. Um, But it was like, it was such a look. Oh, but then he was wearing the matching trench coat, the matching denim trench coat on top of it. But despite that, like, despite that, like he was like, Face meltingly hot. Like we were all just like, <laughs> like, so he walks in and he, he has this thing that he's always done. Cause I, I ended up knowing him later too, but he has, he has this like stare. Like he was just like staring and, and then he moves his hair to the side. He like oh, runs his hand through his hair. I've seen that stare from him many times. You were, did you watch my so-called life? Uh, yeah. Frequently. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, he was just like, he was already, he already understood like how to make that magic happen. Like he was already such a, had so much presence. I mean, he looked like, I don't the outfit, it didn't matter. Like he was just on a different planet. Like he was just, and always, and always has been like, he's just, he is a, he is, he is a star. And, and because I was 13, like he didn't, there was no like, there was never that weirdness of him being like, are you going to be one of those people who just fawns all over me? Because I was like, I'm 13. This is weird. So we were actually like hung out and he was actually very cool to me. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, he, he he had so much presence, like you couldn't ignore it. So as like a guest star, as just sort of like experiencing somebody who comes in and clearly has so much ambition, but also understands what it is to be a star. Like it was just a, an amazing lesson. I was like, Whoa, like you get it. That's so interesting because the way you describe kind of his presence and we haven't seen the episodes yet, so we don't know the character, but I almost get that Jordan Catalano vibe from that character. And when we saw the homeless episode with AJ Langer, she very much has that Ray Ann Grath vibe that she does. And I'm curious, like how, you probably, I'm, I'm, I don't know. You probably don't know, but I wonder I mean, I guess that's the kind of thing that, that casting agents see them on shows like Camp Wilder and then say, hey, these are the people we need to bring in for, mm. you know, auditions for My So-Called Life because that definitely translates to what the the characters that they were. Yeah. 
I think that's I think that's true. I think that there must have been some narrative going on about like we don't want like a typical sitcom look or a, mm-hmm. a sitcom actor. Um because you're right. I mean, they did have something else going on that easily translated to this like totally different genre that my so-called yeah. ended up being. Um well, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was a lot of the same character, it was a lot of the same things just dialed up for that MTV, you know, older teen generation. So yeah, yeah. I mean, AJ, I didn't spend a lot of time with AJ because her all of her scenes were with Jerry. Mm-hmm. But she, I mean, you know, like you know that you know that there's those kid actors who are just like saying what you they're supposed to say and kind of play they're almost like playing the part of the kid actor in real life and you're just like that's okay like she was one of those people who um she was just she's just super funny and like very much her own person and i think didn't she go on to do um escape from new york isn't that the movie that she ended up doing with um, russell yeah they I did remember I don't know. They did a remake of it, and I think she was the daughter in it. Oh, the one Escape from LA. The what? You're right. Yes. Yeah. Escape from LA. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, and that made total sense because she's, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, you're you're playing a homeless kid. You're playing like the one mm-hmm. who's doing ecstasy. Now you're playing a, you know, somebody in a post-apocalyptic <laughs> movie. Like, it fits. Yeah. Since, since we're talking kind of about like doing guest starring, and we already mentioned you going on the episode of Boy Meets World, like, what is the goal for an actor when they go and do like a guest starring role on a show? Like, are they trying to be like, hey, I want to show off, and maybe they'll pick me up for multiple episodes? Or are you kind of just know that you're going in there and coming out, and it's a one one and done kind of thing? Um, mostly it's a one and done. Um, maybe in the case of like the, I think the Urkel character started out as as a guest spot, right? Yep. And and mm-hmm. they just, yeah. Um, I don't think that happens that often. No. Where like character just like caught fire, and they're like, we've got to just. Is that totally- like the dream though? Like you're hoping that that happens, or no? I think when you're, I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think if that was ever like in the back of my head, like like ooh if they like, like me enough then i could be a regular like, on boy meets world kind of thing <laughs> um i mean i'm sh- i mean i'm sure on some level you're always kind of i mean the truth is like you're always kind of hustling like when yeah. you're acting on sure. show always kind of looking to like get people to think that you're the most entertaining or the most compelling um so i'm sure that's that was there but i think mostly like guest spots when you talked about them with your agent at the level that I was at, it was like, we just want to keep you in the mix. Like mm-hmm. you're not on a show right now. We should just keep you out there, keep you working. And that's what they tell you. But what they are saying is too like, okay, we get 10% if you work, <laughs> right. so, you know, and back then it was, you know, I mean, it was way more than you make now, which is crazy given that it was 30 years ago. But um, so no, I mean, I think the dream back then was you get a show the show the show's successful but not so successful and then you translate to film like that was the dream trajectory for a child a la reese witherspoon who actually didn't start in a show but um claire danes um that type of that type of trajectory was like what everybody talked about which is different now everybody's like no we want to be back on tv so 
also on the the guest star, and this is not it's kind of TJFT and gentle, but I, I I gotta ask. So you were on an episode of Migos with uh, did you get to work with Bronson Pinchot or were you guys did you guys not have any scenes together? It did. Yeah. What was that like? How was that like working with with Balky Bartokamas? Balky Bartokamas, yeah. He's an intense dude. Um yeah. yeah. We've heard. <laughs> oh wow. Oh, um, he's super smart. So, I mean, you know, are you guys watching Reboot? Are you guys watching that show? I think my wife is. I'm not. No. Um, so it's about like a like a sitcom, and they bring everybody back and right. So Jordan Peele's character is like, <laughs> he's like a Yale trained actor, and then he goes on a sitcom. And so you know, Bronson was like Yale trained and very. He's like a classically trained actor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You could just tell he was just like, you know, really frustrated. <laughs> and <laughs> and you're just sort of like, you know, all of us who have no real pretensions about it other than like trying to make money. So I didn't even get it. I didn't even understand why he would be frustrated because I was like, you got the best dressing room. Like you got the, you know, but he, I do remember, and this is so weird. He, his dressing room dressing rooms were usually on either upstairs or on the actual soundstage. And these sound, these dressing rooms were on the soundstage. So you'd, you'd often pass by people as they went in and out of their dressing room. And so he would open the door to his dressing room and there was one naked red light bulb. And that's it. And, and the whole room just was red. It was, I don't know why I really feel comfortable asking. Um, but I just remember being like, what? I don't know. I don't know. Um, that all makes sense. So, so yeah, is that c- consistent with stories you guys have heard? It's, it's not. It's not surprising. Yeah. So yeah. But he was never. I mean, that's there. Nothing to besmirch. No, and I don't. We're not looking for bad stories. I was hoping. I mean, I like fun stories. I'm, I'm much. I'm a much bigger fan of fun stories than than besmirch stories. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just like. I'm still so curious. I'm like, do you have like a retinal issue? Like what's happening? Like, why are your eyes like, like, why do you need a red light? But yeah, but he was also very kind and, and wanted to make it the best he could. I mean, I remember doing the scene with him like over and over again, like yeah. getting it better, getting it better, you know, type, type of a, an eth- a work ethic. Very so, cool. Yeah. How, how old were you or where were you in your life when you decided that you were kind of done with it, that you didn't want to act anymore? Um, I was 21 um, and I gra- I graduated college and I um, spent all the money I ever made on going to college, which I don't recommend really. <laughs> I'm still paying it back. <laughs> say, most people spend all the money they never make going to college. So at least. That's true. That's yeah. true. That's a good check. Um, I had the privilege of not graduating without debt. Um, and I was like, well, I have no money now. So I went back to LA and I started acting again. And I just, uh, there's a really interesting thing about being a 20 year old, 21 year old actor versus like a, a kid actor who's beholden to like parents who take you around. Like the pool is so much smaller of c- people that you're competing with mm-hmm. for parts. And at that point I would go into an audition room and it was like all these people who had come from all over the country to make it and they were so much more committed than i was at that point i was just like 
I was burned out. I was like, I'm, I'm done. Um, and it, it's, it was, it was great to be like, you know what, this isn't, this isn't for me anymore. Um, and I just get to like cheer other people on like my sister who is like super successful and great in the industry and, um, yeah, and go off and do other things. But my agents, you know, they were bummed. Um, but then they move on, they find somebody else. And it's like, yeah, it was, it was time. So um, I'm trying to think if there was ever a moment when I was like, ah, oh, there was something that, yeah, I never got to do this. I was like, but no, like, there was nothing really left to do that I really wanted to do anymore. So I got to go. It was good. Yeah, it was a good one. It lasted. Are you yeah. still friends with the, it seems at this point me to ask me asking you if you'd ever be up for like a, a reunion type situation is just silly. Cause it seems like you loved everybody you worked with, but are you still friends with any of the cast members? Um, you know, sadly, no, um, no. no I mean, it, it happens where you really do have these intense relationships and then they just, they just go away. Sure. It's, it, it's like a reset button. And then the more you do it, the more you just kind of cycle through these like, really intense that and they're very real like you spend all these time this time with people but rarely does it end up being something that you're like you make the time and the effort to be friends with them mm -hmm. um you know i'll run into them now and then um around town and that's the other weird thing is because like i was a kid so like i look different so it's hard for them to, I'll, I'll be like hey <laughs> be like oh <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, I know you look the same, but I'm like an adult now. Um, uh, so that's kind of, that's kind of weird, but like my, so yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anybody that I've, that you guys would know of that. I, I did a movie of the week. Um, and my best friend in the entire world is still from that movie of the week. Um, and like my sister will work with people. Like she wrote some episode of a show that Melissa Joan Hart directed and Melissa and I had worked on a movie of the week together mm -hmm. and I got to see her and I was like, Hey, what's up? Another TGIF um, alum. Another TGIF alum. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to so, get too personal into things if you don't want to, but what are you up to now? Like anything we should know about or that we should care about or that you want to promote? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you should care about it. I mean, I, I care about it, but, um, but that, thank you for asking. That's super cool. Um, yeah, no, I'm a writer now. So I, you know, I have, I, I, I have lots of, um, like I have essays that are out there, but I have a novel and excerpt is coming out soon in a literary journal that's being published. Um, so I'm like, I, I mean, I'm really grateful. Like I, I worked for a long time. Um, I taught kindergarten first and second grade. And oh, then, wow. then I, yeah, yeah, I did. A, I did a bunch of other stuff. I worked with my, my mom. She, um, opened a resource center for parents. And so I like taught people how to use electric breast pumps and like taught sling class, like did all this like really, really granular stuff about parenting. Um, and now I'm, you know, I'm at a point where I'm able to, to just, just write professionally. So that's what I do. Awesome. You can, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what I spend my is, time doing. So is it going to be, the book is going to be out like in stores, Amazon, all that good stuff um it doesn't um it, it doesn't have a publisher yet um gotcha. but the the excerpt that's coming out is in a um literary journal called lit angels and cool. you can find that um 
She's another kind of like 90s icon, actually. Um, her name's Francesca Leah Block. She wrote a series of books called the Weetsy Bat series. Yeah. Do you guys know those? Mm, but um, it's actually getting made into a Peacock show very soon. Oh. But she, her journal, she she um, edits and curates it. And so um, so it's coming out not in January. And then um, you can find most of my writing at my my handle on Instagram, um, which is just Mother Sucked. Um, and let's see i'm trying to think where else that's really yeah that's it for now so when that's the book awesome. comes out, that's a lot yeah. that's great yeah yeah well megan thank cool. you so much for coming on we really do appreciate it. it's it been fun learning about uh different things about camp wilder and things that we can look forward to in the upcoming episodes and uh hopefully more people i mean it's kind of hard to find right now but we'll go back and watch it 30 years later with us yeah that would be i hope so too but really you guys thanks so much i really appreciate you absolutely reaching out and doing it it's super cool yeah thank and you, you. And, and i really enjoy your commentary it's it's super <laughs> fun so that's that's good to know we you know it's good to know thank you if we yeah. if we rank when we rank the episodes at the end if camp wilder is always like number four it has nothing to do with your character i promise Oh, I've noticed it's always number four. It's not always I've, number four. I promise. If you, if you think it's always number four, you haven't caught up yet because it, <laughs> the first couple episodes, you probably heard it. In the first couple episodes, I'm like, I really hope they start dealing more with the kids. I don't, because like what Steve mentioned earlier, it's like, I don't want this to be a Mary Page Keller show. We just did that for two seasons. I want this to be about the kids, about kid problems. And that's when, that's when it moves, moves up in the ranking significantly. So. Okay. All right. Then Keep I'll listening. Go. Keep listening. Okay. I'll tune back in. I'm excited. I'm excited right. to hear it. Thank Shine. you, Megan. Appreciate it so much. You're welcome. All right. Once again, thank you so much, Megan, for coming on the show. That was awesome. We really uh, appreciate it. I can't tell you how much. You know, I, I really appreciate everybody that comes on the show, spending their time with us. You know, they don't have to, obviously, they don't have to do it. We're very lucky. But that that really was one of my favorite interviews that we've done. She was awesome and gave us so much of her time. Um, it was just really I think fun, it's cool really that she's cool. like the same age pretty much as us and she like, is uh, she is, that's she is cool, she's like our sure. friends that we hang out with and you could tell like she's like the same age as us and and she has a like phenomenal memory of what she was doing as a 14 year old kid back in the 90s I don't and remember lot, what I did like three weeks ago I don't know how yeah she yeah I don't know I mean obviously I wasn't doing something as important as making a television show but I don't have I couldn't I was like rollerblading with my neighbors in the in the cul-de-sac around the corner from my house like that's what I was doing um you, so are you still a good rollerblader i can rollerblade i haven't rollerbladed in a while but i know i can do it i have no doubt like if you put rollerblades on me i could do it yeah hey i'll follow megan on instagram at mother sucked ed um that's where she posts a bunch of stuff especially with her uh, upcoming novel cult mama which is going to be out in january in uh lit angels that's the uh the little like online blog thing that's going to have yeah. that and uh, that's at francescaleahblock.com if you can't find that. Do you want to spell that? That's I, sure. I couldn't spell that. F-R-A-N-C-E-S-C-A-L-I-A-B-L-O-C-K.com. Awesome. And there is one thing I wanted to do on the interview that I totally forgot, and I want to do it now because I think it's important, is I want to send a happy birthday to Megan Haldeman. Her birthday is December 31st. So not it's not it's not this week. It'll technically be next week. But I thought it would have been a cool thing to just have wished her an early birthday since it's right around this time. And happy birthday, Megan. I forgot. Happy birthday, Megan. We uh, we now consider you part of this uh, two guys in a Friday's family. So anytime you want to come on, you're more than welcome. You're definitely more than welcome. And maybe around like, you know, Boy Meets World time or 
or like that. the end of Camp Wilder <laughs> if we want to get a bunch of people on maybe who yeah knows? if you want to yeah who knows who knows who knows thank you once again for coming on and uh, everyone thank you for listening we'll do more of these whenever we get the chance yeah yeah what are we doing next week Steve do you know do you want me to tell you what we're doing next week oh I thought you were going to say we have another interview next week I'm like I'm not ready I don't know what we're doing that'd be awesome but we don't so yeah what uh is it reruns next week or what's going on? It is reruns. Well, yeah. Well, no, it's not reruns, actually. So January 1st, they played the 1993 USF&G Sugar Bowl undefeated Miami Hurricanes versus the undefeated Alabama Crimson Tide in the Superdome in New Orleans. I'm assuming not played. Like, this was live going on at that time, right? Yeah. I, okay. I mean, I assume that's how that football works. It normally is how it works. You said played. <laughs> so, so I was like, what? Well, I'm sorry. Play. They showed. They aired. They, you know. They aired it. They live um, broadcasted. I wasn't sure if Steve was going to be into watching the whole thing. Turns out he is. So I'm, we're going to watch it. We're going to watch the uh, Sugar Bowl. I don't know much about football, college football, especially uh, the college I went to didn't have a football team. Technically, the college Steve went to didn't have a football team either. But he knows more about football than I do. So hopefully it'll be a good game. I do know that when I was a kid in the 90s, I remember the Hurricanes were like the cool team to like with and my the people I knew. Yeah, least. yeah. I mean, yeah. Sure. That's all I know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Everybody had like a, I'm more of an NFL than than college football. College, I mean, I'll okay. watch. I'll usually watch like a bowl game or two, and like I'll pay attention at the very end. Like now they have like a top four and like a little playoff at the end. So yeah, it's literally the 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 most I ever watched college football was there. Who was the there was like a quarter like a running quarterback in the early mid two thousands. No, like the mid two thousands. And he got drafted in the NFL pretty high, but didn't last very long in the NFL. But I remember Vince, he had, like the Oilers guy. Maybe he had. I remember watching the bowl game that he was in, and it was it was ridiculous. It, it, he was insane. He he was all over the place doing amazing stuff. I can't remember his oh, I name. I feel like I know who it is. Uh, Vince Young. Is that who you're talking about? Is Reggie Bush? Is that a name? Is that somebody? Not a quarterback. He's a he's no. a, he's a somebody. He does play football. I can't remember, man. I cannot remember, but I do remember that watching that bowl game and being like, whoa, this is cool. I'm going Vince Young. I think it's who it was. Maybe. Um, so, yeah. So, next week, we're going to watch the 1993 Sugar Bowl, and we'll talk about something about it. I don't know. Highlights. Yeah, and it's on lights. YouTube if you guys want to watch it, it too. Is. And uh, whole thing. We don't, we're not, we're not sure if they cut the commercials out or not, so hopefully <laughs> they're in there. Maybe there's some TGIF stuff in there, but we'll find out when we watch I, it. I want to see commercials of like the Winslows on the couch watching and being like, next week on Family Matters. Or How whatever. long is the video on there? Have you checked that? Is it like three hours or four Give hours? Give it a half hours, two hours, hour? 40 minutes. Yeah, it's like just shy four? of three hours. So they, two, 2.30, uh, three I'm, hours. I'm going to say they did not cut out commercials then. We'll yeah, see. I don't know. I don't know. All right, cool. Cool, man. We'll watch that. Anything else we got to talk about this week? Any other... Uh... Um, you know, we got the happy thanks, new years thanks, uh, thanks jen I guess yeah new happy year's eve is gonna new be years. before our next episode right yeah, yeah. i think so yeah because like, all right next one's on the first and 31st is new year's eve i don't know something, i can't keep track like of days that. calendars are weird um cool well then have a good week steve have a good holiday you got it dude it's friday night and the mood is right We're gonna have some fun So you always done TZIF TBA Podcast